As you sit, I would like you to turn to your neighbor and tell the person to expect an encounter this morning. Amen? An encounter of the word. An encounter with... uh, with the spirit as well. Amen? Have you told him or her? Amen? I am starting a, a two-sermon uh, series today on um, the topic, Get Ready. And I'm covering uh, specifically this uh, session about uh, got in here, or get in here, sorry. And this, uh, the title is, uh, or get out here, is it in or out? That's next week. Great, com- eh? Great combination. Mine is get in here. Get here. Amen. And this whole, uh, 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 the, 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 the idea behind this uh, uh, title, Get In Here, is uh, to uncover uh, um, the reasons why you should be a regular attendant of church services. I'm trying, I'm, we'll try in the next 30 minutes or so, bring to you some few reasons to encourage you, actually to... Uh, challenge you not to pick once in a while your church services, but to be present at every one of them, and you will understand why you don't have to miss that. You see, the original plan of God in making man had two major reasons. The first reason, as God said in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that let us make man, after he made everything, he created the world in uh, five days, and on the sixth day, he made man. And whilst making man, the purpose in making man was very clear. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. And the Bible says he blessed man in verse 28 of Genesis 1, and he said... uh, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. And with God doing that, blessing man, uh, making man, and uh, putting him in charge of the whole of creation, you know, he gave him a responsibility. But alongside that responsibility, as you read the scriptures in the book of Genesis, you realize that God didn't just make the world and put man in charge and left him on his own. The Bible says he came once in a while to do what? To fellowship with man that he had created. So the whole purpose of uh, we uh, uh, living here on earth is to assume the responsibility that we were given through creation. And by our new birth, you and I, we need to understand that we have been empowered by God to be in charge. Amen? I was expecting a good amen to that. Amen? 
So God put us here on earth, first and foremost through Adam and Eve. Unfortunately, they messed up. And they sold that uh, rulership authority to the enemy. And that is why we hear and we read in uh, Scripture that the Bible calls him the ruler of this world, isn't it? And so that was uh, handed over to him. But thank God for Jesus who came and has, been, has uh, received authority through his death and the resurrection. He took back that authority from the enemy. And whosoever believes in him has the capacity, has the birthright to exercise that authority that Adam and Eve lost. And that puts you in charge in a specific field. You can't be in charge of the whole world, so to say. You are given responsibility in a field in which God empowers you to make the difference. Amen? But that authority can only be exercised under the anointing and through your birthright of giving your life to Jesus as your Lord and your personal Savior. That is the only way. Apart from that, you may struggle in this, on this earth, but the reality is uh, you fall short of what the Bible calls the glory of God. So in life, unfortunately, because of the situation created by Adam and Eve, we were all born in sin. And it is through new birth, as we give our lives to Christ, that we are reintroduced to that uh, legacy that Christ uh, has uh, given unto us. But until then, let me tell you, we are short of God's glory, we are short of exercising power and authority. But you know what? In every natural and normal human being, there is this yearning, this desire to be in control, to rule, and to master. But the world will use means and ways that are not godly. We as children of God, we have to rule and we have to dominate, so to say, through the lenses of uh, Scripture. But in this general world, what I have come to understand is that uh, in spite of this desire that is in all of us, even some of us in the church, we have come to misunderstand or to misconstruct this whole concept uh, of rulership. And we think, I am uh, here for myself. I need to satisfy myself. I need to do everything that will benefit me. That's fine. But you know what? You can't just use any means to achieve that. As a child of God, your constitution or your roadmap is the Bible. So everything you do or everything that you think, it is not only what you do. Remember Jesus said, if you look at a, a, a woman and covert her with your, uh, in your eyes, you don't even go near her, already you have sinned. That's terrible. Amen? We need help. But in this world, people wanting rulership or dominion, they will develop their own means. They will develop a worldly means to try and have a dominion. And that leads to, most of the time, what people call individualism or sectarism and so on and so forth. But that is not according to God's plan. When you read in the book of Psalms, chapter 122, verse 1, it says, uh, the psalmist writes and says, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
And why am I going to be excited coming to church? Because through coming to church, I have the opportunity of honoring what God did uh, uh, in the first place. Because when he made Adam and Eve, he came and fellowshiped with him. When we come to church, we come and fellowship. So why am I glad? Why should I be glad? Why shouldn't I stay home when there is a sunny weather, wonderful place to go or places to go? Why should I choose to come to church? Why was the psalmist so excited about going to church? Because there is something that he got in there. And that is some of these things that I want to mention to you today. Why should we come to church? First and foremost, we come to church to fellowship with God. Somebody will say, but I can do that on my own at home. Fine, I agree. But the thing is, you know, except you are a particularly gifted person, let me tell you, the Bible makes it very clear that we have been gifted differently. And therefore, there are some people to whom God has given this uh, calling to be ministers of his word. Who can bring the revelation, deep revelation. We can all read the Bible. But to those God has given this assignment, they are a specific gift and capacity to go deeper. So we come together to fellowship uh, 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 or to worship God, but we do it uh, by uh, reading and uh, receiving the word that is being preached uh, by the people God himself has called. So we come to worship him, to hear from him, and so on and so forth. But the reason why we come to church again uh, is also to engage uh, with uh, his authority and his power. Because as we come to church, the Bible says God comes in our midst. When we pray and ask for the presence of God to overwhelm us, let me tell you, God does that exactly. Somebody said, well, I can do that on my own. There is something that you are able to achieve on your own that, you are, uh, that is uh, you are unable to do it without the help of someone else. The Bible makes it very clear in the book of uh, uh, if my memory is correct, I think Deuteronomy, it says uh, one shall put a thousand to flight and two shall put uh, ten thousand. And the Bible talks about the corporate anointing that is released when we come together. There is a grace that is stronger than what you can get on your own at home. The third thing that we do as uh, we come together in the house of God is to fellowship with one another. Why should we fellowship with one another? Because you see, you see when you read Genesis chapter 1 from verse 1 uh, down to uh, chapter uh, 3, everything that God created, most of the time he said it is good. Amen? The only time God said it was very good, it is after he made a woman. But before that... In Genesis uh, uh, chapter 2, I think verse uh, 18, it said that it is not good for man to be alone. So you being alone is not the perfect will of God. So we come together to fellowship, to be supportive of one another, to stand with one another. Because let me tell you, the Bible says uh, 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 the person who stands on his own or uh, on her own uh, should be careful unless uh, that person falls. If you are on your own, when you fall, we will be there to help you get up. So we come in spite of our weaknesses, in spite of our challenges, in spite of our strengths, uh, we come together 
first and foremost to honor the word of the Lord. Amen? Amen. To obey him, to respect his instructions, that it is not good for us to be alone. And this instruction is not just only for marriage. Amen? Amen? But a lot of things will fight you coming to church. A lot of things will fight you or stop you from fellowshipping in our hubs, in our huddles, in the Bible studies, the different groups that are mentioned on that sheet that you have on your seat. And among some of those things, I just want to just list a few. Sometimes the things that will oppose you from coming to church is people. They are so difficult to live with. And you find them here. But you know what? The same way that they are not perfect, I am not perfect. People say, oh, no, no, people annoy me so much, I don't want to go to church. But you go other places, don't you? Perfection is not of this world. So people should not stop you from coming to church. Another thing that stops people from coming to church or fellowshipping is offense. You see, offense is a bait that when you allow yourself to be taken by it, uh, you are the one that is uh, a victim. Don't allow somebody's uh, deeds or something, uh, somebody's uh, behavior stopping you. Some people, you hear it over and over. I, 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 I don't go to church anymore because this person spoke to me like that. If I go, I will see him again. So you allow that person to be your stumbling block, stopping you from coming and fellowshipping, not only with God and worshiping him, but worshiping, uh, I mean, uh, standing and uh, fellowshipping with one another. Don't allow offense. Let it go. If you have tried and it didn't work, ask God to help you. And let me tell you one key element about offense and forgiveness. Don't wait to feel it before you do. Decide. And ask God to help you. He will do so. Amen? Amen? Another thing that uh, uh, opposes uh, us uh, from uh, uh, coming to fellowship is busyness. We are busy. I starts to do. I have to do this. I have to do that. Look, uh, Pastor, come on. I have uh, 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 five days to work, or depending on who, what kind of job you do. Uh, and uh, only one day. The only day that I have is my day. It's my day of rest. Let me have that. Or if I come to church, let me come like once in every two or three weeks or once a month and so on and so forth. Let me tell you, you are not putting your priorities right. Amen? You are not going to say a lot of amens this day. Another thing that will stop you from coming and fellowshipping with God and with one another is uh, your self-agenda. A lot of us will put uh, 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 our diary out uh, at the beginning of every month and now we see, okay, this Sunday I'm going to church. Next Sunday I'm visiting dad. The following Sunday I'm going to the beach. There are not great beaches here. Come to Cote d'Ivoire. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you List down the different things that you have to do and you put God at the same level by choice. 
Put God as priority. Come to church. Fellowship with him. Encounter your destiny. Find something that will encourage you for the rest of the week. And after that, or maybe plan that on Saturday if you want to do all these things. Somebody said, but I work. Then I said, day off. Take your day off to do those things that you want to do instead of coming to church. Let me tell you, these are divine counselings. Because if you understand that the source of your life is in God, that source will only be developed in you through the word and through the spirit. Somebody said, I can just have access to these two on my own. But like I told you, when we come together, there is a greater anointing, greater capacity. Amen. I'm sure you can find all other reasons why you don't come to church. But one thing that keeps on coming over and over is that, oh, no, this bunch of hypocrites, especially for those who don't come to church in the first place, say, oh, no, no, this place is full of hypocrites. They don't mean what they do or they say. What they are saying is that, uh, oh, uh, uh, we are sick people. Let me tell you, the church is an hosp- like an hospital. We come here to be cured. We come here to be uh, treated. We are treated by, with the word of God. Like uh, Pastor Matt likes saying, we are work in progress. All of us. None of us has made it. But you know what? When people say that uh, this is a bunch of hypocrites, uh, they should be wrong in their appreciation of us. Because sincerely, we do our best to try and honor God in every aspect of what his word says. But because they are not filled with the Spirit, just like when somebody is under the influence of wine, the way that person behaves is normal according to that person. But when you are filled with the Spirit, the way you behave is the same as you are filled with wine. Remember, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, do not be Filled with wine, wherein there is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That means what wine does to somebody that is under the influence of wine should be the same with somebody under the influence of the Spirit. Do you get me? So a person who is drunk behaves, talks, and acts weirdly when you are not under the influence. He's so intoxicated. He does things according to him. That is the perfect way. But for you who are sober, you are like... So some of you, when people co- uh, uh, condemn you and say that you behave weird, let me tell you, you have to jump. You have to be happy. That means you are under the influence of uh, spirits. You know we call wine spirit? I mean, strong drink. So when if people see me and they think I'm, uh, I'm normal, that puts me... In doubt about where I stand. Some of you don't get that, do you? I pray deliverance. Amen. What are the results of you obeying as you come to fellowship? What do you gain by coming to church? What do you gain by going to groups in the spirit of the Lord? First thing that you gain is that you honor 
the one who gave the instructions. The Bible says, neglect not, don't neglect us, don't separate yourself from the, uh, the gathering of the people of God in the book of Hebrews. Amen? So when you do so, let me tell you, first and foremost, you are not doing it for any pastor. You are not doing it for any friend. You are doing it for yourself and to honor God. God, I love you so much. When uh, you ask me to do something, I will do it. Sometimes I don't feel like doing it, but I will do it anyway. Why? Because I love you. Amen? Amen. And God said, I will honor the person who honors me. And scripture says in the book of Luke chapter 2 verse 5, whatsoever he tells you to do, do what? Do it. So God says, come together. There is a dynamic. There are blessings. There are amazing things that happen as we come together. Let me tell you, these things happen. The problem is that so many times we have gone to church and we haven't felt those things. We haven't experienced those things. Do you know what? Pastor said it. We have determined as a leadership team to be praying every day, praying every moment we come together. We want to see the power of God raw. We want to see lives transformed. We want to see people saved. We want to see miracles on a daily basis. I am tired of two years ago's testimony. I want a brand new one today. I want a transformation life today. And let me tell you, every moment that we meet, we want to come with that expectation. And we will see it. As you come together, you share the burden of one another. But through coming together, the Bible says in the book of Psalm 133, Oh, how good and how beautiful it is for brethren to come together in unity. In that place, it is like the oil that is poured upon the head of Aaron. That flows down to his beard. As we come together in that spirit of worship to God, there is a mystery. And I really... I mean, personally, want to encourage somebody. Don't just come to church casually. Come with expectation. Come with the revelation, the understanding that I'm going to meet with God. I'm going to fill up my tank. I'm going to receive an instruction from God. I'm going to be pumped up again. I'm going to receive power from on high. And nobody, nothing will oppose me. Why? Because the presence of God will make the difference in my life. That's the reason why we come to church. And as we do so, let me tell you, it is, uh, there is a release. The Bible talks about the release of the anointing, the glory of God. It says, uh, Psalm 133, we are not reading, but as you go home, you can read, uh, read it. Uh, it says what? Uh, as we come together in the spirit of unity, it is like the oil. Let me tell you, every moment, every time that there is a gathering to honor God, there is a special anointing. Specific to that moment. And we are asked, most of the time, most of us is what? Once a week. Let us honor God with that day. Let us put it aside. Let us not take the Sabbath and do everything. And after all, especially in a place like this. If we've spent too long, an hour and 35, some people are already looking at their watches. If we spend too long, like an hour, 45 minutes, you should come with me to Africa. <laughs> spend three hours. 
But you know what? You don't even feel the time going. When you are fed, when you know there is something. Have you heard some people say, as soon as I entered that place, I felt some warmth. Look forward for that. We want to come together and miracles will take place. You see, it happens places. Do you know what? I have prayed. I said, God, we want to see it here. And we see it actually, but it is too sparingly. We want to see it more. What are the benefits of uh, coming together and fellowshipping? By engaging with uh, uh, the church. Now, Zio Church, uh, soon to be, like in a couple of weeks, or in your hub, you abide with him. John chapter 15, verse 1 to 2, talks about uh, we need to abide. Let us uh, maybe read it, because somebody will say, he never opened the Bible. I've been quoting all this time. You didn't notice. (laughs) So let us read it so that you are satisfied that we read it together. Uh, John 15, verse 1 and 2. I am the true grapevine. And my father is uh, the gardener. He cuts off uh, every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes uh, the branches that do bear fruit so they will uh, produce even more. Jesus is the, uh, the, the uh, uh, grapevine. Or he's the vine and we are the branches. But we need to be attached to the tree, to the, uh, to the, uh, to the vine. Or to the grapevine, whatever, however you say. Amen? In order to produce, no matter how beautiful a flower that is cut has been sold to in Tesco or uh, Waitrose, uh, uh, when you take it out, let me tell you, is the lifespan is uh, reducing day by day. So the best way to keep that flower blossoming is uh, by attaching it to the roots. So we are like those flowers. Don't separate yourself. Don't dry up. Connect yourself through the word, through the spirit, through the worship, through the coming together. Engage with him. Supernaturally, as we come, as we are made mention of it in Psalm 133, supernaturally, God releases his power. And that is why sometimes some people come and they say, oh, but I was never prayed for this specific thing, but God has healed me. I was never, I didn't even mention this, but it's just God's sorted. Let me tell you, it is the presence of God. When the light comes, do you know what? Darkness has no other alternative but to flee. Amen? Amen? In his presence, there is liberty. In his presence, Miracles happen. Why? Because we go continually. In Acts chapter 4, verse 42, the Bible talks about uh, four major things that the apostles did. Let me tell you, in those days, people say, oh, we are in different times. Uh, let me, we are not, uh, they, are, they were not less busy than we are today. They were all faced with the same challenges that you and I we are faced with today. Do you know what? They met every day. And as they met, the Bible says uh, they did uh, four major things. Uh, They shared the apostles' uh, 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 doctrine, that is the word of God as I'm sharing. They fellowshiped together, they broke bread, and they prayed. 
And as a result, I would like us to read this uh, uh, second session, what happens. And that is what I am praying, that as we have met this day, as we share the word, as we have, uh, we have, we have fellowship and we will fellowship, and as we have bro uh, broken bread, and then uh, we want to experience uh, the following. Uh, are you with me? Acts chapter 4, uh, verse uh, 43 and 47. In my memory is yeah. 43 and 40. Did I say? Acts 4. Or Acts 2, sorry. Acts chapter 2. I hope. It says, Acts 2, 43. A deep sense of awe came over them all. And the apostles performed what? Many miraculous signs and wonders. Verse 7. And all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Let me tell you, go home and read. The Bible talks about amazing things happening. And we are praying that we will experience these things. I'm telling somebody this morning, as you have come into the house of God, you are changing level. The Lord is increasing you. The anointing of God is making somebody a, 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 a uh, 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 the answer to that problem that has been going on in the family for too long. Because of divine impartation, receive that grace. God is going to prove himself with signs, with wonders, with miracles. I want to be part of that. Amen? Amen. And these are some of the reasons why we come to church. Because as we come, cooperatively, God is here with us. God comes and meets with us. And God will never show up to a meeting and for the meeting to be just like that. Signs will follow. Mark chapter 15, from verse 15 to 18. Jesus said, go and preach this good news to the whole of creation. And those who receive the word, they will be, I mean, they will be saved. And those who will refuse it, they will be condemned. He said from verse 16, these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out devils. They will speak with new tongues. They will take of serpents. If they take any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. Let me tell you, all of these signs, it says uh, the, five, uh, the fifth thing is that uh, they will lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover. Let me tell you, you and I, we are supposed to do these things. Not only some special people, not only some anointed people, those who have been to Bible college or any of those things, you are qualified. Do you believe in his name? You can do these things. But that gets teared up as we come together. Because clearly, iron sharpens what? Iron. Signs need to follow us. There is a saying in Africa which say, uh, mentions that uh, when you want to go quicker, go on your own. But if you want to go far, go with people. Let us come together. Every time it is a time for gathering, a time for fellowship, a time to worship the Lord. Let us come together. There is this mystery of uh, God uh, giving gifts. God uh, uh, showering us with all kinds of blessings. Uh, you have no idea. 
The Bible makes it very, I made, I made mention of it earlier, uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. That two are better than one, isn't it? Amen? Let us just read that. I'm almost done, okay? Don't worry. Verse 9, Ecclesiastes 4, verse 9. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other. Verse 12, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple, a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Amen. Amen. I would like to encourage you as I finish this morning. Be involved in every church service. Come expectant. Pray about it. Tell the Lord, I'm coming to meet with you. I'm coming to lift your name, to thank you for what you've done in this past week. But I'm coming to also get from you insights, encouragement, direction, supernatural transfusion, so that I can be your representative. Because the Bible says in the book of Revelations that we overcame the enemy through the blood of the Lamb. So as I receive the blood of Jesus this morning, as we partake, we partook to at the table this morning, I believe I have received a, a, a transfusion. I believe I have received a strength from on high. And you know what? I go out of this place have, having, having within me that conviction that Christ in me, it is the hope of glory. My future shall be brighter. I can tell that tomorrow shall be greater than yesterday because I know the Lord is on my side. I'm not saying that you are not going to face any challenge. But in the midst of it, the Lord says, I will be with you, I will deliver you, and I will glorify you. I am here to announce to someone, forget about all the pains of the past. Because my Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, eyes have not seen, ears now have not heard. It is not yet entered in the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Are you a lover of God? Then look forward for greater things. Never be anxious about the future. Your future is only going to be great. Amen. Only. No other way. Jesus said to the disciples in Matthew chapter 18, from uh, 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 actually uh, Matthew 28, I think, from verse 18 to uh, 20, he said, go and uh, preach this good news to the whole creation. Preach to them. Make all nations my disciples. Those who will accept, they will be saved. But you know what? I am with you always. It says that all power has been given unto me. You are the representative of the owner of the whole of universe. Come daily. Oh, no, actually not daily, weekly. <laughs> See, regularly, thank you. And receive strength from on high. And as I feel, the Lord is saying, some of us, we've been casual coming to church. We've been picky. And because of one thing or the other, but you know what? Today, make up your mind. Lord, I want to be serious with you. Maybe you've been coming because somebody has been dragging you here. 
Maybe you have been coming because there is no other place to go. Because, um, I mean, but change your mind today. Make up your mind. Decide. I am coming with a new dispensation, new mentality. I'm coming to encounter the creator. I'm coming to fellowship. I'm coming to worship him. But I'm coming to also fellowship with one another. But Lord, as I do so, I want to see changes in my life. I want to see transformation in my life. And as I speak right now, the Lord is ministering to me. With all eyes closed, please. The Lord is saying that some people came here with some illnesses. You see, the Bible says as we preach the word, he will confirm it with signs following. I believe without laying hands on you, right now, you want to believe God for your healing. Because Psalm uh, 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 107, verse 20 says, uh, he sent forth his word, and his word healed them, and delivered them from all their infirmities. But some of us, we may not be sick physically, but emotionally you are. Or maybe there is no work. There is no money at the bank. Do you know what? These kind of things can cause unnecessary illnesses. I pray that God will meet with you. That God will perform a miracle. I pray that you will encounter something supernatural. That the grace of God will minister to you. Some people came here this morning not really knowing what to expect. Let me tell you, God is saying that he's bringing an increase. He's bringing an increase. Don't, don't bother about the past uh, 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 eight months. This ninth month is our month of delivery. Whatever that you have been pregnated with uh, in the, your spiritual wombs, uh, the Lord is saying you are going to deliver this month. God is going to surprise you. God is going to amaze you. But you need to receive it. You need to believe it. Somebody has been visiting church once in a while. Maybe today you want to make up your mind that God, I want to meet with you. I want to make you Lord. And there is a witness in my spirit that three people have been like uh, going up and down. Your relationship with the Lord has gone very cold. You have backslidden. Today, make up that decision again. That Lord, I come back to you. And you know what? The reason why you got cold or lukewarm is because of the environment. But today, through supernatural visitation, receive a touch. Receive a revival. Be bold again. Be zealous again. Be strong again. As we stand on our feet, I would like to ask, if you are here and you want to make a commitment, not only to Jesus, but you want to say, Lord, I want to go a little further. I want to commit in fellowshipping on a regular basis. I want to co commit to engaging with you. You are not doing this to man. You are doing it, taking that decision before God. I want to see you with your hand. 
the Lord, I start again. Wherever you are today, you say, Lord, I want more. I want a step up further. I want to experience a greater anointing. I want to experience this as a, it is not only for the ones uh, wanting to give their life as a Lord and personal Savior. You can be amongst them. But what I'm saying is that uh, somebody wants uh, more than where he is or she is uh, today. God wants to see you with your hands. And the Lord will honor that uh, decision of yours. Lift up your hands and let us just pray before handing over to the worship team. Father, we come this morning expecting. We repent for dragging our legs. We repent for being lukewarm. We repent for playing church. We commit this day to a new dynamics, to a new encounter, to a new relationship, to a new level of commitment with you and with one another. Lord, as we entrust our lives into your hands, let your Holy Spirit come and overwhelm us. Let your anointing that breaks every yoke, the yoke that has held us captive, let it be broken today. Let the chains be destroyed. Let the shackles be removed from off our feet and enable us to be more than conquerors once again. I prophesy a lifting over your life today. I declare that you are only going up from this moment. That the Lord himself, by his grace, pushes you forward to achieving greater results in the name of Jesus. I see a change of level to, to this day. I see a transformation, an empowerment to make a difference in your generation. You will be that light that will shine brighter, that will affect others. You will be that salt in that environment of yours. Wherever you are, God has given taste back to you. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We receive with gratitude all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us this morning. And we commit to journeying with you in this next season. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Shall we give a clap offering to the Lord? Thank you.